second take wonders your boys nick and martin slash smooth over here shout out to lenny even though he couldn't make it to this uh we're here to sum up december 1st that session that we did and it was facilitated mainly by me for the first time ever so we're going to talk about the goods the bads and the what to do next and what to improve on what was already fine all that good stuff and yeah we're here to sum it up for y'all the day after so it's fresh in our brains with that being said we're good to go So yeah, like I, what we were talking about earlier, I think uh, mostly this week's or this past week's session was on video submissions and like um, just trying to trying to uh, how to present yourself as an artist and stuff for mm-hmm. the participants that were there, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Basically, um, what the theme was. Yeah. So, I mean, I said this earlier, but um, and I think I said it in the workshop too, but I'm not like the most skilled beatboxer out there and i i kind of brand myself as the least competitive so i kind of wanted to deviate from uh your more traditional like beatboxing sessions and just kind of go off and show them like oh you can take beatboxing to different avenues and obviously since the first uh session like the inside joke or the joke has been like oh like the mention of my tim hortons commercial has come up like every single session and usually not by me so I was like, you know what, F it, let's just take that and kind of make it into a course in itself. Like, how did I get that? And I used beatboxing to get it. So it was kind of perfect, right? Um, so yeah, I did, you didn't like, really, did you, you didn't really talk much about like your, the whole story and how that came yeah, about, so right? I didn't talk too much about it because I don't, I didn't really know how to space out time and I didn't want to like, my fear was um, throughout the whole workshop, like, I don't want to speak too much. I want to let them do their thing right um but i think that's something that i would want to improve for next time and like have a bit more speaking on my end so there's more like focus and there's more cohesion and it's not just like all right dope guys all right so i'm gonna talk a little bit about this but now it's all you you know what i mean giving some having more confidence i guess instead of just being like oh man are they bored i hope not damn (laughs) so yeah it's it was weird so i went i've been to a couple other unity charity workshops other than just to participate and just to watch um i remember going to a spoken word i went to a beat making workshop a couple times shout outs to fresh kills shout outs to g with the beat making same <laughs> with fate shout out to t and desiree with the spoken word and shout out to melly melly with the spoken shout outs to melly shout outs to david all 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 the artists all the artists on the on the roster of unity were stacked um and you also you also do the spoken word do. workshops as yeah. well once in a while, and it was interesting to see this week's workshop because it it was very it it was spoken word esque yep. like the way it was paced <laughs> yeah um not just like not just like um I would say uh like how it was structured and scheduled like what how the exercises were were being introduced and how we were doing them 
but then also like the content of our exercises like it was very thought like thought provoking and mm. it had us a lot of like reflection which was interesting like, we rarely do in beatboxing <laughs> we rarely do in the beatbox workshops yeah. or at least the ones that i've facilitated and the ones that i've uh, mm-hmm. been uh participating in yeah so it was nice it was a nice like um like combination of spoken word style workshop with like a beatbox in a beatboxing content. and with beatboxing content yeah it was cool so i'm happy to hear you say that because like Obviously my, um, or not obviously, but my background in like facilitation is more, it's interesting. Like it all started at the same time, but I think I'm more experienced with poetry just cause I've done like, I'm, I did three workshops at the same time for poetry and only one for beatboxing. So yeah. I feel like I have much more time like in the poetry scene and in the poetry facilitation stuff. So I feel like a lot of my facilitation, I guess, skills for lack of better, like word comes from that and comes from like okay i'm gonna give them time to think about stuff and i'm gonna give them time to like create something um instead of like what i find with beatboxing workshops which is dope but i'm just not used to it and i don't know really how to like pace it i find that's just like all right cool like we're gonna repeat after me do this and then like boom 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 boom, boom. and then yeah no i mean so it's that was a challenge for me because i was like i don't know how everyone's gonna receive this um but I figured I'd rather do it first than second because I think the second workshop next week, uh, spoilers, it's going to be on tempo. So hopefully like it's more in line with beatboxing stuff. But yeah, I just wanted to try yeah. this out and see how, how no, it, it was. Went. It was cool. Like it was a different, it was a different kind of, um, different kind of thing that I was, I would imagine like a lot of the participants were, were used to like, I just had to, I was about to say something, but like, like yeah, just to reemphasize again, it was very. It reminded me a lot of spoken word, um, with just the activities. Yeah, like because uh, in contrast, for me, whenever I try to facilitate workshops, my goal is to always just like to get them out of their comfort zone and mm-hmm. to just try things and to just like build that confidence and kind of make get something out of them spontaneously. So it's a lot of okay. just like try this, try this, try this, try this, try this, try this. Mm-hmm. Um, where there's for, yeah, for me, like the, the thinking and the reflection is, um, kind of not prioritized in those, in those situations. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's why I would have like, that's what the reflection questions are like the intro questions are for, like for them to, that's what I use the, mm-hmm. the thought, the, the thinking parts, yeah. <laughs> um, in the workshops. Well, that's why but, I find like, sorry yeah. to cut you off, but that's why I find like it's so challenging for me personally. Because again, back to the poetry stuff, it's kind of like, I don't want to say you can get away with not having as much content. And like, I did prepare for this in, in advance, obviously, but like when I was doing it, I was like, damn, like I feel, I feel as if this is going to be hard to stretch out for as long as like an hour and a half. Whereas for poetry, usually I do like two hours and it's just like, all right, cool. Like I can do that easy because... Yeah. A lot of it is just dedicated to like, okay, f- now we're going to write about this and reflection to this. You know what I mean? So that's a lot of the challenge that I find is the spontaneity aspect. Because like, I don't have many, I don't say I don't have many tools in my arsenal, but like, I feel like the tools I have in my arsenal don't lend themselves to spontaneity as much. Um, especially because I never know how they're going to receive it in beatboxing. Like that, like what's cool and also like scary is every week is just like, Ooh, how are they going to feel today? Like, and who's coming? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's a challenge, but it's a, like, I welcome it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
It was a nice, it was, it was a nice change. Uh, what else happened during the workshop? So he did like specific exercises. Yeah, so I can walk through it if you want. Um, yeah, sure. So we started off because it's Spotify rap season, just talking about like, oh, what's on your Spotify, whatever. Um, and it was cool actually to like see what people listen to. Like one of the participants. Yeah, I don't get. Like, I've I've seen people yeah. saying that they don't really care. Um, it's the best time of year, yo. It's fine. It's so fun. <laughs> I, I, I think. It. Um, I think. There was someone saying how watching, seeing someone's Spotify wrap up or uh, like a summary of all the music yeah. that, that they've been listening to over the years is the most genuine thing that you can see about the is. person. It is. Um, because, yeah, just because it's your, it's, a th- it's something that's been, that you've been doing throughout the entire year and you can't really fake that. <laughs> yeah, like it's just so. all, uh, all, I don't say data because that makes it sound like robotic, but like. Pretty I mean, much. it kind of is, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I don't know. It's my favorite time of year. Like, I love seeing the people's posts and being like, oh, you listen to this person too? Like, that's dope. Or like, dang, I didn't know you. That was a, that was a thing or whatever. So, but yeah. anyway, so the first like icebreaker question was, you know, what's on y'all's um, Spotify wrapped this year? Just to kind of get like, you know, see if anyone had anything in common. Um, what, was, what was your top? What was your top so five? Mine, it's, it's hard to say because I share my Spotify account um, right. with one of my homegirls. And yeah, this year they hijacked it like wild. I only had one artist. No, actually I had three. I had three, but they were the bottom three. But in terms of songs, I only had one song. Yeah. So my, it was number five. It was Foot Forward by James Blake. Um, okay. I remembered you, sh- you showed me that album. Yeah, that still album. Have, I still have yet to listen to it. Yeah, no, you <laughs> like, shouldn't. Fully. Uh, to me, it's my favorite James Blake album. I think it might be the best one. But um, I also have to revisit the other ones. But anyway. Um, and I had Bruno, number five. I had... I know James Blake was there. And then the third slash fourth, I forget. But then the top two were, were her. So <laughs> I can't really like... I can't was, really it, was it music that you would uh not listen to or like so is it something that you would like like i won't kind of it's explore? like man it's like man it's like okay. <laughs> like for me i don't like no diss to taylor swift like i just don't listen to taylor swift like that like i like some of her joints but definitely not if i had my own spotify it wouldn't be top like 10 and be, be right. like a once in a while like oh yeah let's listen to like exile or whatever um yeah but yeah no so then that I, was top it was Taylor I, Swift. I know what you mean. Yeah. Like Taylor Swift is like a, and this is no diss to, to Taylor Swift, to emphasize, please do not come after us. <laughs> the we are just a, nothing but a humble, uh, humble, humble duo, humble duo for trying to sum up a Unity <laughs> beatbox workshop. But yeah, I don't really listen to that much Taylor Swift. I, I think I would only listen to Taylor Swift if I have to. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Because um, I, yeah, I, th- I think it's just a lot of her stuff is, mm-hmm. it's, poppy but yeah it's kind of too poppy for my taste i'm with that I'm again with that. for my taste i'm with that and i'm just a humble little child <laughs> man oh who is trying to explore as much music as i can um yeah, i will say her old stuff is kind of gnarly like it's the country or stuff it's not it's not yeah right it's gnarly yeah. like teardrops on my guitar that's a joint man yeah yeah um number two i think was paramore which i'm less into <laughs> Um, more like kind of brings you back it, to, it like, brings me school. back to like old school stuff yeah. as in like like high school but it right. wasn't me like it was my friends you know what i mean like no diss to paramore it's just they're not for me like i don't really i never had that phase 
growing it's, up. So. Paramore is what a lot of art students listen to in, in middle school and high school. <laughs> <laughs> and that is not that is not a surprise. <laughs> I will say um, genre-wise, to, to deviate a little bit, genre-wise was pretty much all me. Because it was like, number one was soul, then neo-soul, yeah. then like R&B was there, I think. And then number five was conscious hip-hop. And then, yeah. So I think I had three or four for the I genres. had like... For me, it was like a lot of alternative R&B, neo-soul, like a lot of hip-hop and R&B subgenres and stuff, what was, which is nice. What was yours? Like your top things? Um, so this year, uh, it was... Cause, yeah, it's funny that you mentioned the that you are sharing your Spotify account with someone else because I remember there was one year where I my Spotify was hacked. Oh, true. <laughs> and <laughs> someone was... It, was, it turned from a like an individual plan to like a family plan. So then okay. there was just a lot of, I think my Spotify rap that year was some R&B, some hip hop. And then the majority of it was all like Indian Raga music. And like, I mean, that's kind of dope, but that's it's kind of like, I was kind of, you know, I'm not mad at this because <laughs> I kind of want to hear what it's like. And, and like a lot of Bollywood too, hey. um, which was okay. <laughs> I kind of miss it. But at the same time, I do want to have say. my own Spotify <laughs> account because I was paying extra. So I did oh, not, true, 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 I did not want to do that. But this year, the top five were, well, the, fir- the first one was Leon Bridges. I've been mm. listening to a lot of him recently. Um, Giveon, which apparently also, he was here. Recently. He was here. He was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was here in Toronto. My friend the, actually did the tickets time. there. Like they worked the ticket stand or whatever, I think. Oh, damn. Yeah. I had a friend who was trying to look for tickets. Oh, so. true. <laughs> Weird. Could have linked up. Whatever. Whatever. Um, anyways, the the other three were... Oh, Anderson Pock and hey. Bruno Mars, which is probably because of Silk Sonic, yep. because of that album. Yep. Um, and Flying Lotus, because I remembered... I was wondering why at first, but then I remembered an anime on Netflix recently came out called Yasuke, which is like about like a black samurai. Yes. Um, Lake Heath Stanfield. And Flying Lotus. Yeah. And Flying yeah. Lotus did a lot of the soundtrack for that. So I was blasting that for a hot chunk of the year. Yeah. But yeah. That's that dope. Spotify Unwrapped is good. Like I love it, it kind of. I love it. Yeah. It kind of reveals reveals your your true feelings <laughs> yeah. music wise. My favorite is uh, the top 100 songs though. Because sometimes I'll look at Spotify Unwrapped and, and I'm like, oh, true. I guess. I guess that's it. But then I'll go to the, like the like songs or whatever the hundred top like played. And I'm like, oh, yeah. there, this is where all the stuff went, kind of thing. Like um, right. they're just released again, like the 2021, like 2020 list. <laughs> yeah. And um, I went revisited. I was like, oh damn, I like I forgot about all these songs. But re-listening, I'm like, oh, this is a joint. Sharon yeah, and the I, Kings. Let's go. Speaking of which, I recently went to revisit. Like the very first album that I ever bought as a kid or ever got as a kid. <laughs> and it was Usher's 8701 album oh my God. from 2001. I remember the album artwork. It was just Usher just taking his hand out in the air. Yeah. Just yep. wearing nothing but <laughs> pants and like a jean jacket and sunglasses. And I remember, I remember specifically because I remember when I was young, I was, there is a sketch of me like <laughs> trying to draw the album art. Hey, um, that's cool. And yeah, just listening to all that again because I think the the songs that bring me back to when I was a kid was "You Remind Me," hey. "You Got It Bad," and "You Don't Have to Call." Yes, and I remember just hearing those again and just like getting the blast from the past. It was it was wild. That's dope. So That's dope. yeah, revisiting old 
old tracks from your childhood days is very weird, but yeah. it's a nice, it's a nice visit once in a while. 100%. It's fun to see like, and I guess this is the last thing and then we can go back to the session, but it's fun to see, um, or fun to like look back and be like, oh, I, I wonder why this memory is attached to this or whatever. Yeah. So like for me, I remember um, when I first was really getting into like listening to albums, albums instead of just songs. It was around the time that like Last of Us was out. Because I remember playing that game like all night, but listening to different albums. Like there's an album by like XXYYXX or something. And I okay, listened yeah. to that full album. It's like with a triangle crying. Uh, I listened to all of My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy li- playing Last of Us. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just interesting. Like I can never not think of that when I'm playing Last I of remember, Us or listening I to remember finish. I first started listening to Frank Ocean's Blonde album when I was playing Hitman, which was like an assassin <laughs> game. I don't know why, but I just I just started just blasting blonde while I was trying to um, assassinate some targets. Uh, so speaking of targets, the target for this session Boom. was Perfect. what was the theme? What was the theme that um, well, the theme I should have um, I should have like emphasized like the, it more, but it's flexibility. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I try to like emphasize that with like, of course, we're a beatboxing session uh, session, um, but. You know, it's nice to be able to have the lingo down or like have that tongue for speaking at an event or like speaking for yourself. You know what I'm saying? So one thing I try to advocate a lot for in that session, which I hope came through, even though I think I could have done it better, was um, selling yourself in a way that like gives as much info as necessary slash like given the, pro- the appropriate energy. So I'm not just being like, all right, I'm Martin. Um, I beatbox, but it's being like, all right, so my name is Martin. I do this, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, that was also bad. But you know what I mean? Like having more energy to your <laughs> to your uh, delivery. And kind of just be, it gives you more confidence in a way, like subconsciously. If you speak highly of yourself, I think in, you internalize it. Um, so yeah. Yeah, it's a good know. exercise. It's a good exercise to do. And I didn't, I never realized it until later in my years especially when I started performing yeah. for just doing gigs and stuff because you, you have to be confident in knowing what your value is. Yeah. So that way, whenever you're on stage or you're ever, whenever you're honestly, even in, this isn't just like an artist thing. This is also just like a person yeah, thing. Like a daily life thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Like you know who you are and be confident in, be confident and like some sense, there should be also like some sense of pride 100%. with it as well. Mm-hmm. because yeah just to, so that way people know who you are and then it's not just like they'll they'll just figure it out as they go as you go along i guess yeah. um and on the value tip too like speaking of it in a more monetary sense um knowing your value helps solidify like for those who want to obviously like you know monetize off of either beatboxing or any art form Knowing right. your value kind of helps you be like, all right, no, I'm not going to accept this uh, $50 gig or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I want to accept this. I want to accept this, like, I don't know, this treatment or whatever. Like, I want to accept this because I'm above this. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying not to reference this, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't mind talking about it. Okay, let's talk about <laughs> it. I don't mind talking <laughs> a bit talk about, about it. it. So uh, I think this is a good example, though. It, it, um, it, it really is. It really is. It really. Is. So for those who don't know, Martin and I are also like part of a like a 
band. I would say a cover band. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Like, um, yeah, we're in a group that plays music. That's what I would say. That's, yeah, that's a funny way of putting it. And sometimes we do gigs. Um, and recently we had one gig where there was just like a lot of miscommunication mm-hmm. on on both ends, to, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it just got to a point where we were just... <laughs> We were just frustrated, Underwood. even during even during the gig itself. So and I think that's a good like that's a good lesson to have because now you know what you like that that in itself that realization of being frustrated and mm-hmm. how things are being handled that's kind of, that's growth that counts yeah. so that counts as growth yeah. because you're no, you know how things are supposed to go you know how things you know how things you you know what you want mm-hmm. in these scenarios in these situations. So when things aren't ideal, you have an idea or you have a standard for like future opportunities and future gigs mm-hmm. and, and things along those lines. Yeah. And I guess just to quickly, quickly tell like briefly the story, um, an organization, a nonprofit organization uh, reached out to me or I guess us, but like I was the main speaker. So reached out to us saying like, hey, we're doing this event at a banquet hall. It's for this whatever, and we want you to play 20 minutes of music. And the first thing I said was like, okay, cool, that's dope, thank you. Um, what is the information? Like, what day is it? Um, what would you like us to play? How much money are we getting? This, that, this, that. And yep. yeah, and this is when it started kind of going downhill. Because <laughs> um, they were like, oh, we're a nonprofit organization, so we can't give you any money. And... As much as I should have probably been like, yeah, no, that we're not. Which is weird. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> how many nonprofit organizations like are there that do pay their artists proper? You know what I'm saying? But, shout out to charity. Shout out to Unity charity. There you go. <laughs> and Jayu. You know what I'm saying? Like a bunch of them. Yeah. A bunch of them. But anyway. Well, I keep talking. My dog is like whining. But yeah, yeah keep, you're good, you're good. Keep I'll going. just I'll run through the story. Um, but yeah, so basically, they said like they're not going. We're not paying you because we're a nonprofit. And as much as I should have said no right then and there, I decided, you know what, this will just be like a fun exhibition match for our band to kind of come come back. Because it's been like two years since we did like a proper thing. Um, well, I guess less because we did do like little gigs here and there, but this is like the first in-person like thing. So I was like, all right, let's just do it, whatever. And I also figured it'd just be 20 minutes. It wouldn't be that, you know, big a deal. Yeah. Until they were like, oh, um, we don't like the song choices that you chose. Like, can you do this? And this is now like a week before the event. And it's just like, well, you could have told us what you wanted us to do. And there was so much like back and forth of, okay, yeah, we do like the song. Actually, no, we don't. Actually, yes, we do. Actually, no, we don't. And it didn't seem like very solid. Um, And then in terms of the time too, like they never gave us a time until we got there. They're like, oh, yeah, if you could be like perform at like 930, we were just like, um, we thought we were going to be much earlier than that, but whatever. So it was one of those things where we just like showed up. We had to bring all of our stuff. We had to basically handle a lot of the extra expenses that normally the organizers of the event would handle. Um, I don't know if you have any different experience, Nick, but like for me, usually I have to usually bring a keyboard, um, but costs are usually covered in some form they're like oh yeah we can help you with this we can help you with this like there's more sometimes of a helping hand usually not all the time yeah. um 
But yeah, it was just like Nick said, there was just a lot of miscommunication, a lot of, I don't think they, a lot of them not knowing what goes into making music and what goes into performing live and stuff like that. Um, they ended up giving us uh, like 200 bucks, but that was only because they weren't feeding us. So they're like, Are, you can feed you or we can give you 200 bucks as an incentive. <laughs> I, found that, I found that funny. Yeah. Because like, um, so. we, either, we either get food or a bunch of money yeah. and... Considering that it was like a, it was a dinner event. So after soundtrack, <laughs> we kind of just were just chilling there while everyone else was eating. Yep. <laughs> so they were like, okay, maybe we should just, go, let, let's just go out look for a plaza and go to McDonald's. Or yeah, something. exactly. So anyway, that is to say like two, I, the two lessons I think learned are like, if you are an organization, make sure you pay your artists, and pay who you want. But if you're uh, the person performing, make sure that, you know, everything is set in order um before you say yes and before you're yeah. like all right i'm down um because as much as you can take chances and stuff which is really cool like i advocate for taking chances just be weary like be aware of who you're whose chance you're taking and also who it's affecting because in this case yeah. i was talking for like four other people you know what i mean so as much as i i think i did okay like i you know i think it would have been better if all of us were in the same loop. So if we all had like a group meeting or something, that's also scheduling, but it is what it is. Um, yeah. The, yeah. Gig, the gig was still good. We all performed well. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was cool. Um, I think it reinvigorated us in a, a slight bit, I think. Yeah. So. I think the uh, the experience overall kind of, I mean, w whenever those things happen and like you'll always, there's, you'll never not, um, experience those mm -hmm. kinds of gigs or those kinds of opportunities like there's always going to be something out of, there's always gonna be like an obstacle that you'll just have to overcome yeah. once in a while um like another small story that comes to mind is uh i remember one time i was doing an open mic and i remembered i signed up in it signed up in advance um and then there was already like a proper set list order um but uh, the the host was kind of just being he was kind of just rearranging the, the set list sometimes, like kind of um, switching it up here and there. And it was kind of weird. Like I was kind of wondering what, why, that, why that was the case. Yeah, that's odd. <laughs> um, may, maybe it had something to do with, because uh, he, he was also performing, he also wanted to perform. Mm. And he was also like a bit inebriated, which is like understandable. Yeah, yeah makes sense. Um, so yeah, like, uh, so and I kind of had to, I, I kind of had to like, dip out uh from the event like right after i would perform so i was kind of just waiting but you know didn't really want to cause a scene yeah. and again it's also just an open mic so you expect there to be like a lot of waiting yeah 100%. in those situations um but yeah like a, a level of inconvenience is be totally normal yeah. yeah it's to be expected but um yeah i think when it comes to stuff like that it's just some something that you just have to endure i guess yeah 100 which is yeah um what else happened at the workshop oh like i was saying i think the first the first like proper exercise we did also sorry for background noise i'm downtown um first proper exercise we did was getting all the participants to turn on their like host gears and basically, yep. I gave them, I think, three to five minutes to write. Um, 
there you go, I'm back to poetry. But three to five minutes to write like a small little intro introducing yeah, either this is, very, this is a very spoken word of you. yes <laughs> introducing either like myself nick or the other two uh facilitators that were there um and it was dope i think it was really cool like i think it caught them off guard a little bit uh i know there was a few like one or two participants that were like wait what are we doing like huh you know <laughs> I mean? um so i think i think it still went successfully though like i think it was like a cool change of pace um one of them like popped off i was like you need to be a youtuber like yesterday <laughs> yeah that was great it was dope yeah actually i was he went that that participant went all in yeah, <laughs> i was uh, i was happy that he went all mm -hmm. in too mentioned vpn mentioned like a bunch of stuff yeah <laughs> um uh I forgot, I, forgot, I forgot gonna say something um like there was a lot of a lot of the introductions mm -hmm. oh i think I, I think it went well because of the whole you know B box the B box workshops are all about stepping out of your comfort zone, yeah. and that was just like another thing that they had to how to endure uh, step out of and try and experiment with. So. Yeah, kind of being like a participant in that. Like, how did you find it to be as an exercise, but also like also as you watching me facilitate my first thing? Like, how how did it go for you? Yeah, I think it was um, it worked out. I. A lot of the exercises that I sometimes do with beatboxing, they, they sometimes, like, uh, I've been going to, like, a lot of, uh, or facilitating a lot of workshops for schools mm -hmm. and a lot of drama classes. Yep. So, and a lot of the exercises that we do with beatboxing kind of correlate with drama exercises in that sense. And this is, like, what you did was probably one of, was definitely one of them. Um, so yeah, there was something that I was just familiar with and just totally, yeah, sure. Like this, this makes sense. Like we can, we can totally do this. This, this works out. Dope, dope. Um, but yeah, then after we pretty much only did like three exercises today, but they were pretty lengthy, which was kind of nice because it meant people were yeah. like at least somewhat engaged, um, and participating in that sense. So the second exercise we did was basically the same thing, except now they were introducing themselves slash auditioning for like a commercial, like a gig that may not be beatbox oriented like fully, but they were auditioning as beatboxers. So yeah. nothing like super formal. Um, that one I think was like, okay. Like I think it was probably the, we the weakest of the three. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's still I think it still worked out. Yeah, it worked it was, okay, but... Oh, no. I think the in those situations, but I think it tells it's it's interesting because it tells you what is what are the challenges when it comes to uh, these exercises. Like what what's is it more challenging to introduce someone uh, someone someone else, or is it more challenging to introduce yourself? That's true. So, yeah. or because when you introduce yourself, uh, you really have to think about. <laughs> You have to really have to think about like who you are and mm -hmm. like what your value is and all that stuff. Like again, um, the the struggle of that. But then once you do figure that out, that's it's very significant and it um, makes a huge difference. Yeah, for to, sure, for sure. Yeah, you know, how you present yourself as an artist. Yeah, and I think it helps with um, introducing other people also. Like as soon as you get down introducing yourself, I think it's much easier to introduce other folk. You know what I mean? Like I feel like yeah, once I had. I found this because like 
obviously I got the Tim Hortons thing. But once I did that tape, after like that day, I would find myself, you know, with other opportunities here and there, like either hosting or co-facilitating or whatever. And I found like a new comfort to introduce other people and to give other people gratitude. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't want to say it came from, you know, doing the self-tape or whatever, but I think it definitely helped um, in finding my voice for other people, if that makes sense. Yeah, like it's, um, like those kind of, uh, uh, those audition tapes that you have to do for, um, for those like small time commercials or mm-hmm. uh, those media-based, media-based opportunities, they kind of, yeah, those are usually the ones that force you to really figure out who you are and really have to question it. Yep. And not only, not only explain like why you're interested in that particular thing that you want to audition for, but then also you have to reflect and figure out, okay, what do I bring to the table? What, what makes me stick out? Mm -hmm. And this, like I, I said in the workshop, it doesn't just apply for, um, like audition tapes, whether it's for a commercial or stuff like that, but it's even in beatboxing, like in the beatbox competitions, when you submit your beatboxing video submissions for a competition for like, I don't know, for Canadian champs or for great North or grand beatbox battle or American champs, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to like, I really emphasize the whole idea of just sticking out. No, that was good. I like that you said being that remembered, too. I guess. Yeah. I like that you said that too, because it, it kind of sparked that into my brain also because obviously like when i mean you know me but when i'm in situations i feel like my head is all over the place so and i try to stay as cohesive as possible but like some things just like slip my brain and the, the thing of sticking out also slipped my brain so i was like very happy that you brought the focus to that because it's kind of like the whole point you know what i mean obviously the flexibility tip too but sticking out and like making sure you're happy with sticking out you know what i mean yeah so yeah there was that and then the last exercise was the auditioning for like a beatboxing thing so finally tying it all up with beatboxing itself and um you spoke a little bit on this because you have much more experience than me because like i said i'm not a competitive beatboxer at all um so yeah i don't know like how did it how did it feel speaking on it but how did it feel watching yourself (laughs) back on the tape oh yeah um, it was a little skinnier back then. Um, and yeah, like, it was, yeah, I had, had less body mass, but then more I also hair. had more hair. And I think as time went on, things just switched. Um, but yeah, like I, it's like I said before, like what I was emphasizing was just sticking out. And that's like my mindset when it comes to video submissions. Mm-hmm. That, to be fair, at the time, like so the video that we saw was a video submission that I submitted, I think it was 2016 15. or 20, 2015. Um, that was probably like one of my first video submissions. And I've uh, never really, I've, I've never done or competed in solo, in the solo division for, for beatboxing competitions and stuff like that. So, Didn't you do a, like a Unity one? That was an audition based though. Oh, my like, bad. they just like you just yeah you just you just showed up <laughs> and you hope for the best. Um, but the loop station yeah the loop station category I did for Canadian champs and Great North, which was a lot of fun, and 
my thing for those was always just trying to, again, uh, trying to do something that's musically, that musically makes sense. Also just musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it just sounded cool and it sounded like something that no one's ever done before. And I remember I also did that in my performance. Even when, even when like I was facing a certain beatboxers in the loop station category, like I always wanted my routines just to be memorable. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember there's that one routine where I just did a routine where I was like, played the loop station like an NPC. Yeah. And I just so did a beat sick. and I was oh, blindfolded. Yeah. Um, because no one never did it. No one ever done that blindfolded before. So I just tried to do that. Like there was, there was a whole performative aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it was just uh, for me, just, I wanted to, I want this to be, <laughs> I want this to be at least look, uh, memorable <laughs> or people will remember me for, for doing something like that. I still think you were robbed in 20. I think it was 18. wrong for the loop station you should have won i don't know if it was 18 i think that was but. uh i honestly don't uh, to be fair i don't really remember don't it's know. been so long i don't know the year but um, you know what i'm talking about <laughs> i i guess so i mean the overall like my battling experience was okay <laughs> i'm well, i'm why? happy with what i with what it with what uh with what it was so i don't know okay i think it was though? just um i mean like not okay as in just like it wasn't I, I, it wasn't bad, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't say like it was my. It was like my peak mm. beatboxing experience. Yeah. You know, it was just like an aspect of my beatboxing experience that uh, I'm satisfied with. True. You know, just like how what what I want. I want to say ended because I don't. Who knows what the future what the future lies? Maybe I'll come back to it. Maybe I won't. Um, but I'm happy with how it how it was and how it is so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like I am grateful that I did, I did it. Um, and yeah, just, uh, yeah, <laughs> I am grateful that I did it. You think you'd ever go <laughs> back or not, no? Not much to say. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if I will. I don't know if I will. I don't know if I will probably move on to something else. Um, what were we, how did this, what were we talking about? Because uh, <laughs> I mentioned this? your submission video and then you went off on like how, um, how your battling experience was because it was for like a battling video. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was that. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. <laughs> um, yeah, I think for that one, like, uh, what's it called? I think that one they the participants had more fun with because again there was more beatboxing to it so it was like more comfortable, um, and if I had to like I guess uh, commend myself for one good thing I think the order of the what's it called the order of the exercises was kind of good because it it went from like decently okay kind of comfy to like not comfy to okay beatboxing yeah. is like familiar so. I kind of like not made them, but it kind of I feel like made it easier to do the lax exercise because it involved like way more beatboxing kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, no, it's smart. I like how it was uh like how it was structured and how how you layered things. Like it started like you said, it started off with something just simple uh, and straightforward, yeah. and then the more you progressed, it 
became uh, more demanding for them to uh, be more confident in themselves and try to figure out what they would want or how they want would want to introduce themselves and how would they want to present themselves. So it was cool. Yeah. I think I could have ended it better because I was just like, all right, that's it. <laughs> but I think that's me with like literally every workshop. Like I never have a good ending like thing. It's just like, all right, uh, that's all I got. Do you just like, do you pass it off to someone else and then they, they close it out for Pretty you? Pretty much. Yeah. Like I usually just do, <laughs> I usually just do, all right, well, that's like word, that's, word for word. That's it. That's it. <laughs> like, all right. I mean, I hope y'all enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know. Does anyone have anything to say? I'm done. <laughs> like, I don't know. I need to come up with better endings. But that's the same with like poetry and everything. Like, I always just end right. it that way. I'm just like, all right, y'all, that's it. I mean, I hope you enjoy it. Um, and then there's like five seconds. Cool. You know what? I think we can end it like that. So, <laughs> um, well, I guess, thank you. Hold on. Before we end it, question for you What would you improve on? Because obviously, like, we mentioned little things here and there. But what, what was your biggest, like, you should do this next time. Uh, okay, so here, here, here's what it is. Um, so then after you say that, you follow up with a... Uh, you do like maybe like a, an Instagram or like a social media following. Like you let them know like what your handles are. So that, or let them know how they can keep in touch with, keep in touch with your content yeah. and stuff. Or how they can follow you with your content and everything like that, right? Um, and then it's seeing how it's a workshop or it's a weekly based workshop. You remind them what the, what the date is and what the time it is and everything. Um, and then again, you can always, in between these, in between these, uh, dialogues, you can also just mention, thank you for, for coming. Thank you for, <laughs> uh, being here and all that stuff. Show some appreciation for the crowd. Hey. Um, and then you hit them up with the zoom number. Which is that might be a I you thing, man. I don't know where it is. So okay, for future reference, here's the zoom number. The zoom number is the zoom number is this, that's not the zoom number. The zoom number is eight seven eight eight nine eight five five one two one. And then you repeat it one more time. So eight seven eight, say that. Eight seven eight. Eight nine eight five. Eight nine eight five. Five one two one. Five one two one cool and then you say take care and have a good week take care and have the dopest week that you possibly can until next week okay cool hey. and then from then you I, I guess you have a better week <laughs> <laughs> yes